Sipping Tea. My name is Andy. And I'm Mita. And this is the beginning of a new, <laughs> new episode. New season? N- new season. New chapter. New chapter. Technically, this is a new series. Oh, yeah. Is this separate now? Yeah. Oh, we're, shit. We're like, we're on our own now. I'm fucking fancy. I'm so fancy. It's That's on copyrighted. Yeah, but... no, you <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I'm so beep. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, how are you doing, friend? I'm tired. Tired, yeah. Yeah, I'm on call. The Rona virus got you down. That Rona got everybody out here acting real wild, y'all. Yeah, y'all, y'all got to calm down on this toilet paper situation. We're gonna, we're gonna cheers to clean, healthy friends. Yeah, cheers, man, and staying in each other's houses because I'm not leaving for shit. We had like a nice brunch today on a Saturday afternoon. Truly, it was Saturday like at avocado toast with egg. Yeah, and it was all made in at home. We we sat down because we don't know who has the Rona. <laughs> I don't trust Nan one of you those in my house. <laughs> it really was though. Like I woke up and I was like, I woke up this morning and I was going to do like eggs and yeah. fake sausage. And uh, I was going to make waffles. I got lit to make waffles. But a then good I got waffle. A good waffle. We'll change your day. And a good homemade waffle. Yeah. From scratch. I love waffles. Absolutely. But then I got paged. So <laughs> I couldn't do my own brunch. So yeah. when I came over here, <laughs> guy was like, you want some avocado toast? I was like, I would. Yes, please. I would like, I would like yeah. that. Fucking wild. That's All right. crazy. So we're going to kick off this episode with like a new little bit that we're going to try out. Oh, shit, I'm nervous. Um, right now, I just have it titled like Bad Movie Plots. Right, that's fair. Um, but to explain to everybody, so we're going to take turns explaining a movie to each other, but poorly. So we're going to poorly yeah. describe the movie to our friend, <laughs> yeah. and then they're going to have to guess what that movie is. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna kick this off. You're going to kick it off. It's episode <laughs> one. It's a new season. It's a new day. Yeah. You got to start. Go. I'm nervous. I wrote it down. Smart. I would do the same. So this is a tale that follows three heroines in the workplace who all have a tyrant of a boss. They all get together and fantasize about knocking the boss off. Killing him. (laughs) I guess you didn't know. (laughs) Coincidentally, they believe that they actually did kill him. And that is when the hilarity ensues. Coincidentally, they believe that they did kill their boss. Accidentally, coincidentally. Three heroines. Yeah. Who all work together. Yes. Who don't like their boss. With this, I think we should allow three questions. Like you can ask three clarifying questions. Um Okay, first, do you have the year? Is that too big? Is that too easy? Without? No, 1980. That's what I figured. Okay. And then um, <laughs> Oh, rude. Because I, I have an idea as to who I think this is, but I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Okay. Which would be wild because I think that would hurt your feelings if I'm thinking about the right movie. Okay. Um, is one of the stars a well-known musician slash songwriter? Yes. And a heroine. And I'm assuming just big, blonde, beautiful hair. Of course. Nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. I've never seen that movie. Oh, uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. It is a fantastic movie. <laughs> no. Um, so what what actually happens is, so the homeboy is like a wild misogynist. Uh, 1980s. Fucking wild. It was a whole new world. A lot of sexual harassment in the workplace. Truly, me too 14 times in one episode. And then <laughs> in you one just, minute. You just have 
um, Jane, a young Jane Fonda, yes. Lily Tomlin, yes. and Dolly Parton. Okay, all in the same workplace, just trying to make, just trying to work nine to five, just, just trying just to doing get a nine to five grind. Get in a check. They're all, I think, secretaries technically I is think their term. That sounds familiar. Um, and then they all, they all go over to Dolly Parton's house to plot mere there. Get high as fuck. No. Oh yeah, they they they're smoking the ganj. I need to watch this movie. They're smoking some Maui Wowie. <laughs> and then they all like come up with these like fantasies of like how they're going to kill their boss. Wow. But then like the next day, um, Jane Fond, not Jane, uh, Lily Tomlin's character fixes him his coffee. Okay. And she had gone to the store to get some like artificial sweetener. Okay. And yeah. she needed, um, she was like renovating her garage or something. So she needed rat poison. And she thinks that she accidentally po- poured the rat poison into his coffee. Into his coffee. Okay. And then, yeah, they think that they killed him essentially. That's funny. Yeah. I need to watch that movie. It's fantastic. That sounds great. I didn't know they were like, you know, smoking Willie's Reserve and planning murders. Yeah. I thought it was just three women in the 80s doing their best. Oh, no. What- no, no, no. The son. I think, I think they even call it, <laughs> they even call it like a marijuana cigarette. <laughs> Yeah, that was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to watch 9 to 5 now. It's great. I love it. I'm, I'm really happy I got it. Too. I am too. <laughs> I was nervous. That's exciting. Yeah. All right. This is going to be a good segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, no. I have to write one. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Okay. How fun. You guys, I win. I don't know if we're keeping track, but I win. You won. Yay. You won this here episode. This here day. <laughs> I won the episode. That's big Taurus energy. I win. I don't know what anybody's doing, but I win. I don't know what I won. Give me those cookies. Give me, yeah, pay me in food. <laughs> That's big Taurus energy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So this, this week, we are going to focus on millennial problems. Millennial problems. Um, I think, first off. Do you have the date range for us yes. of what um, a millennial so is according, considered? I went to like a couple of websites, um, and every website is different. Nobody can agree on a time. Nobody period. can agree on a time because it goes. They're tied. They're trying to do like all six current living generations, but they could never figure. Like, nobody in the eighteen hundreds was like, "This is the start of." They, nobody just yeah. really put the hammer down. So the years that I found were between nineteen eighty one and nineteen ninety six. Okay. Um, which is about right because then I see that Gen Z is approximately ninety five to ninety seven all the mm-hmm. way through. So that's about the window, eighty one to ninety six. Okay. Fun. So we're millennials. We are millennials. We are millennials, and I'm like, actually, we're both pretty much. A, no, I'm more towards the middle. Yeah. I'm probably the closest in the middle. Eighty seven. Yeah. We're only three, four years apart. Four years. Yeah. So, not not that big of a difference, but enough of a difference to where we definitely had different different experiences growing up yeah Um, for sure (laughs) (laughs) like i was alive in the 80s making memories yeah yeah, yeah. by like 89 technically i was you know i was born and you know mariah carey said it best with just emotions (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's the year or the fact that you're a pisces but yeah both actually (laughs) that song came out in 1991 oh that sounds about right um the number one song when i was born i looked it up i was some whitney houston song oh no let me look it up real quick i I don't remember the name of it actually um it was a song that i had never heard but then i realized that um whitney pretty much made her career on doing like covers of other songs yes yes <laughs> like i like looking like looking at her discography and the songs that like she wrote mm-hmm. like herself like i don't really know any of them except for like maybe like one or two but then it's like i will always love you that was originally dolly parton yep 
Um, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, what's that one that Kai Kaigo? He just did a remix of it. So your two longest running number one singles of 1991. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love both of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> so Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams. Okay. Which I don't know if you've ever heard it. I'm going to um, play it for you after the thing. I feel it's, like I probably have heard it. You but will. I yeah, you've definitely heard it. But yeah. it's, I could sing it in that's my head a, That's a right title. Now. It's great. Well, and Everything I Do is in parentheses. Okay. And then the song title is I Do It For You. It's a great song. Yeah. And then Black and White by Michael Jackson. Oh, that's fun. 1991. That's fun. I think I looked it up like the day I was born, oh, like the what the day. number one song was. I didn't do that. Which that's fine. We don't need yeah, to do yeah. all that. Let me see what was the big one in 87, though. Because let me tell you. <laughs> Hits. Absolutely. Black and White is actually one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. So that's fun. I'm sorry. I have like so many hits. It's not even funny. Yeah. Okay. 1987. Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Oh, that's great. George Michael's Faith. Yes. Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. Okay. That was 87. Yeah, 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 it was a good yeah. year. And then Madonna's Who's That Girl. Uh-huh. 80s were a time. Madonna. So I recently watched a movie. Did you ever watch Desperately Seeking Susan? It came out in the 80s. It was with Madonna. No, but it was recently on one of my favorite podcasts, and it was hilarious. I don't know. Like, watching that movie now cool. did not age well. Not at all. <laughs> I, like, watch it, and I was like, huh. Things were done. Problematic. Yes. <laughs> I love watching old videos. I'm like, you you can't do that anymore. No. You can't say that anymore. You can't do any of those no, things. And it's not, not like the all. PC police. It's just that, like, people are sharing well, their experiences. And also, I was like, this is dumb. Like, she hit her head, and she, like, <laughs> had amnesia for, like, a week. Yeah, like, yeah. That's not... It's wild. Not how that works. Problematic. Yeah. What a treat. It was fun. Anyway. So, so yeah. Millennials. Millennials. Let's talk about... Us. Us? Our favorite millennials? Yay! Uh, well, not, not favorites. favorites. <laughs> just some famous millennials. Yeah, we both went very I different I went favorites. Routes. I'm going to be speaking about my faves. <laughs> I picked millennials that... Um, either people don't think are millennials or you would never think of as a millennial. Okay. So that's, that's where I went. That's totally fair. Yeah. Hit us with one. Beyonce. Of course. Of course. Beyonce. Now she's barely there. She's, she was she's born an elder 80, millennial. She was born in 81. Yeah. So like she could say that she's a Gen Xer, but like, no bitch, you're a millennial. No. I'm claiming that. <laughs> I'm claiming that for you. No nah, girl, you're on my team. You're on my team. I'm not going to give you to the Gen Xers. They don't deserve. No. Yeah. Not that's for all. us. That's yeah. That's for us. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Um, my first fave. Yours is faves. It's Britney, bitch. It's Britney. What year? She's like 85, 84? 85, I think. She was like 16 when, when she, she. Yeah. Um, but I think she's only a couple years older than me. Yeah. I don't think she's that much older. Um, so she's 38. Oh, okay. So she's, uh, what's math? Six years older than me. So 81. Yep, she was born in 81. She's barely a millennial, too. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't think she would be that old. Okay. Is that the word? Well, it's not old. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be on the cusp of a generation, like yeah. just on the edge of a of a Gen X and a, and a well, Gen Y. Mm-hmm. X and Y. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I didn't think she was that old. I thought she was like 35. She's over here doing yoga videos and painting True. in her garden. What a life. Honestly, because you think back to 2007 and you're yeah. like... Brittany, you're, you're doing all well, right. Well, did you hear um, her child recently got on the TikToks? Yeah, because they're like, uh, they're like, they're like, a, like teenagers. Yeah, now. they're like with words. It's yeah. so weird. It's fucking wild <laughs> to see those babies grown. And you think about, isn't there Pappy Kevin Fetter, Fetterline? Yes. 100%. <laughs> I said that name to my dad the other day and I was like, 
Well, that's Ugh. a name I haven't said. He was her backup around dancer. Mm-hmm. What if you guys? Life is crazy. Yeah. And Didn't they those, get married in Vegas? Yeah, but weren't they married for like no joke, like two weeks? Or is that Kim? No, that was her. That was her. Britney's had a life. So, so I don't, I don't remember. I remember Britney got married in Vegas, and then like it got annulled like immediately, really quickly, right? But I think then, that was Federline. But what? then I think they got maybe they got back together. They were back together for a minute, but then they eventually completely split apart. Do you remember that whole denim thing that they tried to do at the MTV Music Awards? What I thought that was Britney and Justin. Was it Britney and Justin? It I thought Brittany it was and Britney Justin. and K-Fed. No, because he had that ramen noodle hair. Oh. Uh, we have to, we'll have to look it up. Oh, yeah. We we're getting our, our facts twisted. Yeah, we're fine. But we weren't prepared. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wild. I love Crazy. Britney. She's one of my favorite artists. And I never, I actually didn't think she was a millennial. So that's Yeah, fun. me neither. I didn't. Okay, that's fun. So one, the one that I, not my favorite. No. Actually a very bad not person. At not at all. But it really surprised me that they're a millennial. And like, like like thoroughly seated in the millennial because i believe this person was born in like 1986 okay kim jong-un which is why the supreme leader of north korea is a millennial yeah that terrible monstrous person who like keeps people just living not the best well i mean compare you know i'm an american so i'm going to view it 1984 84 a, like a thorough millennial that's wild destroying millions of lives <laughs> <laughs> look at us won't we do it yeah <laughs> just over here Ruling their country in the worst possible way. Yeah. Oh man, can't even wear jeans. You can't even wear jeans in North Korea. That's wild. It's wild. That is. I don't, don't know something about denim. Don't go there. Don't do it. But yeah, technically, the supreme leader of North Korea is a millennial. Weird. Weird, right? I you never would have thought. It. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so another one of my favorite Pisces. Mm. You mean the Queen Pisces? Yeah, absolutely. Rihanna. <laughs> absolutely. I love her so much. She's never going to make music again, but she's like rolling in her millions of dollars with her Fenty Beauty line and lingerie. I mean, this isn't only for women. Obviously, lingerie and makeup can be for all all genders, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like truly, I don't care if she never makes a song again. That lingerie and that makeup is bomb. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. And honestly, I think she's a better businesswoman than a singer. I said it. <laughs> I like her songs, though. I like the songs i like the lyrics but like is she a powerhouse of vocal oh no ingenuity no, absolutely no, not you never said she was but does she make amazing but silken her, robes her music is entertaining it's entertaining and she used to do a jig yeah and i i, I liked it when she would do a little bit of that island flavor because yeah. that, that was when she was coming home yeah you know then that drake right. tried to do it for a while those canadians you got to just be canadian you do Canadian music. Is it polka? I don't know what it is, yeah. but it ain't. It His ain't next any album's going to be like a country album. He's it's all have a Spanish now. Oh, He's still doing Spanish wild. shit. Fucking wild. Stop, Drake. Also another millennial. Calm down. Calm down. Raise your man. child. Yeah. <laughs> and, and remain fine. He's that come a long way since Degrassi. Still fine. <laughs> he got that beard and he started lifting the occasional 25 pound weight. And I was like, <laughs> transformation. Transformation. My last one is also a bad person. Okay. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. I, I think that Mark Zuckerberg is the, the definition of everything that's wrong with this world. Okay. <laughs> He's a bad person. He's a bad CEO. He's literally resulted in um genocides in overseas countries because yeah. he does not know what to do. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's super yeah. smart, but he's kind of dumb. Millennial. Yeah. Just making bad decisions. I think Mark Zuckerberg is the definition of um the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. I think he, I think he honestly did want to just create a unique experience for everybody to connect online. Also but, false though. Yeah. He created the Facebook so he could look at beautiful women who rejected him. 
when he was in Harvard. Like, like this is the definition of a millennial. He essentially made a website to stalk women, get their pictures, yeah. and then judge them on their looks. And then he wanted to be That's like the smart true. guy okay. who's like, oh, I'm really good at computers. I don't even have to graduate. I never watched. I never watched. I don't know much about him. He's, I never. I never studied up on the zucks i didn't i didn't study up on him but i don't like that the zucks the zucks sucks because he <laughs> made he created the facebook as a means of like it, it really was like a social thing obviously yeah. it was it was a digital yearbook if you think of it in that way but his intentions were essentially to, i know he dicked his friends over major oh 100 yeah. percent. also big millennial energy but like he <laughs> like big asshole millennial yeah. energy and he did the same thing with the facebook it was not it wasn't good intentions i think he i think he he, created it to be a creepy dude. Like he had like there was like um like malicious intent behind creating There's a it. little bit. There's and also when you when you think it when you look at Mark Zuckerberg, everything he says and does when he's talking in front of Congress, when he's doing all that stuff, he is not egomaniacal, but he's like not He's an he's an e, he's egotistical. Watching him have to explain how the internet works to old, to old people though, that's is, funny. I mean, I would pay quality money for him to just explain how to use a laptop to like old senators. <laughs> the way that he was like not like back sassing like the Senate, but like it's the same way we all talk to our grandparents. Yeah. No grandma push the right button. <laughs> it was wild. Right click, right click. It was fucking wild. It's, but then these are the people who are like writing our laws. This yeah. is the man who's like who owns the internet now. Yeah. Now they have. Now they're creating. How is there? How is Monopoly not a monop? Wow. How is Facebook not a monopoly? So, um, because they have their fingers in too many pods. Too many pods. Now he's doing Same online with Disney currency called Libra. Like, come on. <laughs> Which also naming your online currency after Libras, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think it's because. Well, what I remember when I was in school and I was taking a lot of like computer and business classes mm -hmm. essentially is that the laws that are currently on the books, like the the, the laws of the land, yeah, weren't written for internet and no. and, and telecommunications and satellite communications. The internet stuff. happened to society too fast. We weren't ready for it. No, the guy I forget his name, but the man who helped create the internet mm -hmm. between uh, was that so he has regrets, doesn't he? He said he when it first came out in the seventies when they created the email and they were able to talk between mm -hmm. universities, he said that this is something that's going to bring people together. It's going to be a utopian society. We're all going to grow and learn and love and we'll be embrace each other. And then yeah. I think it was literally like 2017, right around the time that the whole MAGA thing happened where he literally released a statement and he was like, I lied. I was wrong. We weren't ready for it. We shouldn't have released this in mass. Yeah. People weren't prepared. Like we are more separate than ever. It's bad. And Mark Zuckerberg is part of that. <laughs> but yeah. millennial. Hey. Hey. Wah, wah, wah. We're fucking it up. <laughs> we'll burn this bitch to the so, ground. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to tell you a secret. Oh, no. Alyssa's secret. I oh, no. am wildly obsessed with this person. Oh, yeah. My yeah, last yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. You already knew. It yeah. wasn't a secret to you. It's upsetting. I was telling the <laughs> listeners a secret. It's upsetting. My bae. <laughs> Nicki Minaj is over here Nicholas. just slaying the game since like 2008. Was I in college? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I feel like I remember listening Question to her when mark? I was drinking at the bar. Do you, do you know what my first Nicki Minaj song was that I listened to that I heard? Oh, no, I can't even think back that far. And it made me go down a rabbit hole of like finding her on MySpace and like <laughs> listening to all of her mixtapes. And MySpace. Tom had good intentions. He did. <laughs> 
He was just there <laughs> smiling. He was everybody's friend. He, just, he really did. He literally made him your friend as soon as you he created infiltrated your friend list immediately. Immediately, he was automatically number one. Tom had good intentions. Um, what was her first? What was your first song with Nikki? Um, five star bitch with wow. Yo Gotti and Trina. That's right. And Nicki Minaj. This this little this little boy, <laughs> in deep deep Littleton, Colorado, is <laughs> over here getting his life to some of the fucking just most underground hip hop at the time. How delightful. I loved Yo Gotti back in the day. He still does stuff from time to time. Mm. Not great all the time. I want to talk problematic. Truly. <laughs> True. <laughs> Millennial? No. No, I don't think so. He's way older, right? Okay. Yeah. He's, good, good, good. he's an old man. He should know better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was that. And then after that song, because I think that was kind of one of her like introductory songs into like that was, into the industry. What was that called? Um what were those albums she called? Her very first ones. They, she didn't have albums. She didn't have EPs. Mixtapes? Thank you. That was on one of her mm-hmm. mixtapes, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, this was on Yo Gotti's album. Oh. Yeah. Before her mixtapes? Mm-hmm. Oh, you were an early adopter. No. Um, well, her mixtapes came out, and then she got that. That was like her first, like I think, like actual like feature. Feature. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Because then she was she was next to Trina, which I mean, honestly, to come out the gate, and you're right there with the queen absolutely dynamic but that's how i feel so that's actually interesting because you think about how um so nikki came out she's right there with trina mm-hmm. and then like right now you have like megan the stallion she's doing songs with trina and nikki and all of them. like mm-hmm. it's it's working out yeah nikki is finally um realizing that she needs to play nice with the other female rappers if you want to make some goddamn money because <laughs> let me tell you hot girl summer was lit bruh and the remix is everything I needed. I it's loved everything it. I needed. I loved it. Still to this day. Yeah. I'd be rocking that in the truck. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that was like my tailspin into obsession with Nikki. And was, she's she's a little bit younger than Beyonce. She's like 36 now? 37, 35, 36? 30, she's a year younger. So 36, I yeah. think. Okay. So yeah, so she's yeah. right in the millennials. Do you want to know what's really fucked up if you Google her? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Do you know what they have her listed as? What do you mean? What? What do you mean? Like her? what her profession is? Oh no! It's wild, bro. If, if it's not rapper, I don't know what it would be. Actress. For what? That's didn't she, she was in one Ice video? Age, and then she was in the other woman with Cameron Diaz, and the then she one, was in Barbershop. The one Barbershop oh, the, three oh, or something. I did like that Barbershop though? Yeah. But in the in the movie with Cameron Diaz, she was literally like the executive she, assistant or something. Yeah. And that ass, <laughs> that ass is the Which, actor, not her. No. <laughs> Not at all. And then also, like, the things she was wearing to the office, I was like, she Wildly would be fired. inappropriate. Her titties were out. Like, like. One of her dresses, like, the back came down so low, you could damn near see her ass crack. That is not the corporate environment. No. And she was, like. A professional lawyer. Assistant. Yeah, like, ma'am, put on a button-up shirt <laughs> and wear, like, a like a nice slack. But with a body like Nikki's, <clears throat> one, she is a little person. She's very short. So, she's, like, five, two, five, three. Oh yeah, I said a little. That made that makes it sound she's like she's not an like, actual yeah. little person. She's very short. Yes, yes, she's very she's very tiny. She's very short. So I think it's I think we also have like a little bit of like a Dolly Parton situation with her. She's just curvaceous. She's very curvaceous, yeah. and I think like her measurements aren't as big as we think they are. Well, they're like, not they're big, but they're not like she's not going to be like a forty, you know, forty four inch. It's yes. going her 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 bust might be thirty two, exactly. but she's so small, and those titties are so they're, big. It's, it's disproportionate to her body it just looks bigger yeah. on her frame because if i had the same size i wouldn't have any boobies do you remember that one mtv <laughs> music awards where she performed something and her her dress split because she she moved wrong no 
And then she literally spent the entire rest of the performance holding her. It was either, oh, yeah. She was holding it up. Yeah, I remember she was holding like the bra strap and or something like that. Yeah. She went through, the, she finished the performance just fine. Yeah. And then like she was signing off and because she, she had to say something. Yeah. And then like she kind of like gave this like look like somebody's fucking getting fired. Oh, today. for sure. I remember. I do remember that one. I remember because she almost had a nip slip or yeah. something. And I was like, okay, you can't be letting those out. Because no. y'all didn't let Janet live. No. That was not her fault. You guys owe Janet an apology. So many, so many burgers with cheese. Y'all owe well, Miss Janet. And I'll say it, Shakira and J-Lo, because you Absolutely. know how many people are like trying to sue the NFL over their, their Super Bowl performance? Because it was so inappropriate and so like sexually charged that like they there should have been quote unquote warnings. That's so wild to me because like America is so wildly under like over sexualized on everything. We'll we sexualize want, a child. Do at we want to talk moment. about like the advertisements in the late nineties for like beer with like all the ladies in their like bikinis and what shit. about like Carl's Jr. where fucking Paris Hilton had more lettuce yep. on her chin than she had in her mouth. Yep. Those those were disgusting. She was like rubbing the burger yeah like, yeah on a car yeah those vid those were way worse than the than the Absolutely. super bowl performance i thought the super bowl performance i was like brown power y'all y'all ride 100%. that wave i thought that was beautiful we i thought it was out, great we brought out um homeboy that does the song with beyonce um oh, we brought out oh, jay balvin, oh, balvin we brought out bad bunny we had shakira and j-lo J -Lo. headlining and then the jig they were just doing a jig i think people were mad at the super bowl performance because those are two beautiful women who are curvaceous mm -hmm. who look like women who have bodies that mm -hmm. look like the bodies they have and they know how to dance and they know how to dance and people are like that's sexy i'm sorry just because you have curves like Nicki minaj you moving is not sexy no. it's just you living if you're turned on by me walking down the street that's your fault not me which then that's <laughs> yeah don't blame women because you can't keep your chubs yeah. in order. That's not my responsibility. No. You get your mind right. Yeah. That's why. 100%. Sue the NFL. They're trying to sue the NFL because That's mad yeah, they're like, well, I had to explain to my child what they were doing. And it's like, you could just say they were dancing. Singing and dancing. It's called a concert. The, I think people were really pissed off that J-Lo brought a stripper pole on stage. But that's so it's such good exercise. It is. Here's the funny thing. You can be mad that she's on that pole doing quote unquote stripper stuff. But I want you to spin around 360 only 100%. using your biceps. I'll tell you what I can't do. I can barely do a push up on today. Right. You hoes got me messed up. <laughs> so much fun. And JLo always puts in a full gig. Oh, my God. A full jig. She um. she's so talented. Every time you see that bedazzled fucking cane come out, you know, it's get right time. And then you hear that, that saxophone. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's happening every time i see that bedazzled cane i'm like oh we about to dance right well, now even like two or three weeks ago when we went to the drag show mm -hmm. and one what was her name do you remember the queen's I name i don't remember Damn it, her i'm name. sorry there's a local drag queen and she did a full she did the full grammys mm -hmm. performance of j-lo wouldn't even take our dollars because she was on the stage yeah. but she did the full jig and literally she had her own bedazzled cane mm -hmm. and we got lit we were like here comes the song <laughs> so much fun oh fun it was so much fun it was um it was like a champagne or something wasn't it what do you mean the color of the, the no cake? her name um crystal something i thought it was like crystal crystal that makes sense it was like k-r-y-s-t a lot of a's yeah that j-lo jig <laughs> was, was right that, that, that j-lo jig name. was right it was fantastic back to the topic back to our topic <laughs> so we're gonna talk about um some more millennial problems yeah so as people know millennials are blamed for destroying a lot of societal uh, like industries yeah um and i think it's because one yeah their sales have dropped but it's like probably because it wasn't good it was a useless product that's what i'm with. saying bar soap was one of them what do you mean like like solid soap <laughs> yeah people don't like bar soap 
I buy a lot of bar soap. I don't like bar soap. And I'll, and actually, when I read the reason why people stopped buying it, I was like, yeah, that's the reason I don't use it. Soap scum. Like, you have to clean your... I have to do it because I've cleaned well, my tub Well, soap scum. Um, people don't like that you, like, use, like, a bar of soap to, like, like clean your body. So, they're therefore... So, you take... You clean... You think... They think it's dirty, essentially. It's like, the friend's like once you use it... Yeah. <laughs> once you use it... It's self-cleaning. It's dirty. No, it's self-cleaning. And I don't think so. This is the friends conversation. This no. literal yeah, thing. We don't need to have this conversation. We don't have it. But what I'm saying is I use bar soap, but that's because I only use handmade, natural, organic, locally sourced Colorado soap made with like the mud from Manitou Springs because <laughs> I'm a dirty hippie and it smells like bourbon. All right, Melania, I calm down. I love it though. Does it cost like $4 a bar? Absolutely. But is she moisturized? <laughs> yeah. Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I thought was interesting is that we are supposedly to blame for killing chain restaurants. Um, Which I get. I do too. So I remember growing up, we would go to a lot of chain restaurants like mm. Applebee's, uh, Chili's, Buffalo Wild Wings. We went to Hooters. Um, I mean, we didn't go to Hooters, but I think that's a popular did. one. The one we went to was uh, Ruby Tuesday. Because they used to be good. <laughs> do you want to know the tea about Ruby Tuesday? I know they're closed, right? No, 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 no. Oh, they're the still one, open. The one out here is. The one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyle is surprised every time he sees like, oh, the Ruby Tuesday closed. I'm like, it's been closed. You know what I'm really surprised is still open, though? What? Boston Market. People love that. It's bad. It's not good. Anyway, what were you going to say? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, so, like, I remember going to those restaurants a lot. Yeah. And if you think about it, <clears throat> their menus have not changed. They've been the same for over 30 years. Yes. Quality of food is not great. No, it's all packaged. You mm-hmm. kind of heat it in a microwave. And so, for me, those are the two things that I look at Yeah. Um, when I want to go to a restaurant. Yeah. I look at the quality. I think of the quality of the food that I'm going to get. Right. And then, like, how unique it is. Or, like, how many options I have. True. Because I don't want to go to... Like, I would rather go to, like, a privately owned restaurant. Yes. And spend $20 on a hamburger. Yes. That has, like, some candied bacon some or... Some Angus beef. Some jelly, some pepper jelly Peanut or something butter. on it. Yeah. yeah. Something unique. Yeah. And well-sourced and... Yeah. Like... Fresh. Fresh. Locally sourced would be great. Oh, I love those restaurants. I get locally sourced mm-hmm. foods. Um, versus, like... Chilies. Yeah. Because that's just like a frozen patty and some With bread. some cheese on it. That was all made, manufactured overseas, <laughs> yeah. frozen, sent to here, and then I'm supposed to get pay you $18? Yeah. No, Karen. And no. I don't know if you've noticed, but like a lot of times when you get like things like a hamburger. <laughs> Mita is a pescatarian, so yeah, she doesn't I don't eat. eat meat. She <laughs> has not had meat in a long time. I've had beef in like, like 10 years. A lot of hamburgers when you go to a chain restaurant, they're very rubbery. And it's because... Like nowadays? Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I blame that it's frozen and processed. And, and then reheated. Yeah, yeah. all of that. Um, It's just very, like, tough. But then okay. you go to, like, a place like the Berkshire, which just closed, which I'm oh, so no. sad. Yeah, that they, place was good. Oh, so good. Um, And you'd buy another burger, and it was, like, soft and moist and fresh. Juicy like, you could taste the freshness of it. And flavorful, because, like, the meat was good. Yeah. Like, the quality <laughs> was good, so the meat actually had flavor. Exactly. Yeah, that so, makes sense. I'll take it. I'll I'll, I'll take the blame for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Closing chain restaurant. Yeah. Well, and then for me, like one big thing for don't me. Don't get me wrong. I like Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll, I go every now and then. But here's the gag. So Buffalo Wild Wings, absolutely. Like, I, I, it's a good space. But mm-hmm. I think a part of the reason that a lot of um, very low level chain restaurants are closing or struggling right now, especially with millennials, mm-hmm. is because a lot of millennials, like we all have friends who have dietary restrictions. Yeah. Gluten intolerance is is growing with every generation that's yeah. born. Celiac disease is real. Celiac disease it's is not real. A fat. No, no, no. It's not. There's people who cannot digest wheat. And, and there gluten. are people who have lived with it their entire life their entire because lives. people 
there people didn't talk about it and yes. they didn't test for it. Right. And now they do. And yeah. now we're realizing, oh, a lot of people actually yeah. have this disease and that's fine. Um, but also like there's a lot of people like me. A lot of us have friends who are vegan, mm-hmm. vegetarian, pescatarian, or 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 religious restrictions. I think you can literally only get like french chips fries. and salsa and french fries. From... I can get french fries at Buffalo Wild Wings. That is the only thing on the mm-hmm. menu. I think they even used to have um, mac and cheese bites that had bacon in it. Yeah. And you couldn't take the bacon out because it was like prepackaged, yep. flash fried in the ki- in the quote unquote kitchen. Yep. I can't eat at a lot but of you go to a you go to a smaller restaurant and you ask them, hey, this bacon mac and cheese, can you take the bacon out? And, and they're, they're like, like yeah, absolutely. Because we make it fresh. Yeah. The mac and the make bacon. To order. Made to order. I, I remember when I first went veg. So I've been, I was vegetarian for five years, pescatarian now for five years. So about 10 years of not eating beef, chicken, or pork, right? Yeah. One of the first places I went to was we went to Applebee's. Okay. Couldn't eat anything on the menu because everything, like even the pasta, the fettuccine, it was frozen with the chicken in the sauce. They didn't cook yeah. the chicken fresh and put it on top of the yep. pasta. And I was like, I can't eat anywhere. Yep. So yeah, now I have to go to fancy restaurants, yep. quote unquote, and pay more money. But at least I can get vegetarian or like, you know, ethically sourced seafood, yeah. which I'd rather pay more for. Yeah, I'll absolutely. absolutely shut down every bar out here. Y'all need to start serving quality food. Absolutely. I want avocados on everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I love avocados. I love them too. And cucumbers. Yes. I'm going to start growing those. Okay. So the other thing that I thought was weird. Okay. But I understand why. Yes. Um, we're blamed for ruining the quote unquote like American vacation. Okay. Um, and the reason being, so there was a, a report that came out from Project Time Off, which is an organization that was started by the U.S. Travel Association. <clears throat> Does it say when? It didn't. It doesn't say when. Okay. Um, but they their data was from 2015, so I imagine okay. it was probably around the same time. Okay. Um, and they they noticed that there was an increased work pressure and a 24 seven always on attitude, which caused many Americans to increasingly abandon their vacation days. Absolutely. Um, it's estimated that 55% of working Americans didn't use their vacation days in 2015, which left behind 658 million days of unused PTO. Jesus. So I actually, um, if you think about this, um, I blame the recession in 2008. The housing crisis. Yes. Um, so at that time, you had to prove your worth at your job. Because we were always the fir- the last ones to get the job. We were the youngest yeah. at that point coming out of school and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I was still in high school. Mm. But looking back, definitely some things that to quote unquote prove your worth is you wouldn't take vacation days. You just worked your ass off. Because you needed that job. And the money. And so, you'd be, yeah, and the money. So, <laughs> Especially if you're hourly, you're yeah. like, yeah, I'll work 70 hours this week. Yeah. So you you didn't want to take the PTO. Absolutely. So I understand it from that point. Yeah. Um, even now, like when we, it's crazy. Like when we go to Hawaii for two weeks to go mm-hmm. visit family. Still work. I still check my phone regularly. I, I still, still check my email. Laptops. Yeah. Still working. Yeah. Even though I take 100%. PTO. Yeah. I'll take a full day of PTO and I'm like, I can take 20 minutes to check But also email. it's, to me, it's not so... Answering an email to me is not work. Like if you just have like a quick question and you're like, hey, where can I find this? And then I can just like answer you like, hey, it's go here and then go here. Yeah. That's not working to me. It's like you just asked you, you, you asked a resource to help out. Right. So it's like, but if you're like asking me like, hey, can you put like these 50 people into the aperture for me? Right. And it's like, "Uh, no, that's, that's work. 
Yeah. I can sit down for a while. I gotta, yeah. I gotta interrupt my day to Absolutely. do that one. So I understand, I understand everything you just said about the vacations because it's completely true. Yeah. I was in college as a business student in 2008 mm-hmm. when the housing market crashed. So I watched it live in my finance class and it was actually kind of, I mean, I don't want to say it was cool, but it was interesting to be in your finance classes and your, your marketing classes during the yeah. crash because all the professors are like, this is why this is happening. Mm-hmm. This is what the banks were doing. Like it was like a real world lesson in how the yeah, market Yeah, they were worked. able to give you like real world examples. Truly my finals were based on like, what was Wells Fargo doing packaging these loans and like, that's what my finals were about. Yeah. So it was interesting. So I graduated in 2010 when mm-hmm. I got out of school, school my first job i was working well over 100 something hours a week yeah like killing myself i was also full-time on call dba 24 7 365 because yeah. i was the only dba on my team yeah so i was like 23 years old working myself to the point of exhaustion and never took pto yeah. i think i took like two days of pto in two years and that was because i was flying back to denver yeah and i was like oh i can take a day to go to denver and see my mom yeah but then the next day i was working um, so that totally makes sense. Yeah. But I will say, <laughs> here's the fun part. As soon as I hit 30, I was like, I don't work for free. Yeah. I don't work for yeah. free. When I take PTO, my laptop is shut down. Mm-hmm. Phone numbers from my manager and my business are blocked. You yeah. can't even call me. So that's <laughs> what I like. So that's what I really like about, um, the new company that I work for. Mm-hmm. They, um, they truly do believe in, you owning your time. Yes. And um, that's something that I didn't have for my previous employee right. employer that I worked for. Um, I always felt the need to be on. I always felt the need to answer emails. I always right. felt the need to be available 24 right. seven. Um, and I was an hourly employee. Yeah. Which is wild. Which is wild. Cause you're not paying me enough. No. And I, I would always get told by my manager to stop doing that, but I, okay. it never felt genuine. It never felt like oh, she actually meant. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, just stop. You're you're on PTO. But then it was also like if you actually stopped, you would get reprimanded for not answering that. There were email. a lot of issues. <laughs> Very confusing. <laughs> There's a lot of so mixed weird. signals going yeah. on there. But um yeah. So it's it's very interesting. So when I was in Hawaii most recently, right. back in um December right. beginning of January, um nobody I didn't get any, calls. any emails. Yeah. Because people knew that I was on PTO. And they so respected they like, it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it was wild. Kind of weird yeah. to me. Like, I would, like got back from PTO and I was like, oh, I have like three emails that I like need to answer. <laughs> They're actually it. like critical. And that's yeah. It. That's, that's good. That's how it should be. Yeah. I'm still with the same employer. But again, as I got older, it was to the point where I was like, by the way, I'm going to be gone for a week. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I'm doing a staycation. The last time I took a long stretch of PTO was when I was buying my house. Yeah. And I told them, I was like, I'm not checking email. I'm not going to get your text messages. Mm-hmm. I'm not available on chat. You cannot get to me. I'm yeah. taking PTO. I'm using my, I'm using yeah. something that I stored up to Absolutely. not have to work. Absolutely. But that was something that did not hit until I was in my thirties. So, and now it's like, my time is more important than anything mm-hmm. that that company can do. So what's wild too is, um, for, I'll just, I'll just let everybody know. My mom had like a little incident a couple of weeks ago right? Um, where she was in the hospital and um, this is how fucked up our, the work industry is, right? <clears throat> because Bro. they have conditioned my brain. Corporate America has conditioned my brain. In such a short amount of to, time too. To, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> to be fearful that my mom was in the hospital. So I thought I was going to lose my job because I wasn't able to log in to work. Yeah, you were going to lose your job because you wanted to go take care of your mom. Yeah. That's terrible. And then, <laughs> so, like, I kept, like, I kept, like, texting my manager updates. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have my laptop. Like, just give me, like, a little bit. Like, I'll, I'll log on. And she's like, no. Take care <laughs> of your family. 
Like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, this is so dumb. And then I started thinking about um, where I work now and then my previous employer. Right. And I was like, yeah, like they wouldn't have given me the time off. They'd have been like, why weren't you available yeah. at 3 p.m. during our team meeting? And it's 100%. like, well, I was with my mom in the hospital. And I was like, that's fucked up that like I have to be fearful to take care of a family emergency that I'm going to lose my job. There's If I don't. If you don't always, if, don't if you're work. not constantly on yeah. and constantly available. Yeah. I think that that's something I look forward to as millennials get older and move into politics, though, is that the discussions that millennials are having around the value of work mm -hmm. and what work actually is yeah. and what people should be making for the work they do mm -hmm. is completely different than the yeah. system that was set up by boomers. So there's also that. So we're also to blame for ruining the nine to five work system. And um, what I got to work from nine to five for I yeah. work from midnight to so eight. So that's, that's the thing is um, if you notice a lot of millennials and um, I'm sure we'll see it more in Gen Z as well yeah. um, as they grow up and start getting jobs is that we, <laughs> We don't care about like a preset work day. We want flexibility when it comes to work. The work will get done. Yeah. Just let me do it on my own time. Exactly. Like one, this is true. Realistically, sometime within the next year, I'm going to ask if I can start working four tens because I would rather yeah. work four days in a row, mm -hmm. 10 hours each day and have a three days off in a row to just like decompress and get my shit together. Yeah. I don't know why we work five days a week. Yeah. I truly don't understand the 40 hour work week. I think genuinely most Americans would be fine with 35, but that's yeah. just 30 35 hours seven six seven hours a day that's that's realistic you yeah. shouldn't be working more than you spend time with your friends and family absolutely millennials not. are millennials and gen z and as we get older i think people are realizing that the relationships you have with people are more important than the money in your pocket yes and that businesses and corporations who are profiting off of our backbreaking labor whether it be physical mental emotional psychological yeah. whatever it is they're making money we're not uh -huh. so it's to the point where it's like well we're the ones who have the power truly could you imagine if america had like a legitimate strike no like, even right now, you got that Rona out here, right? Mm -hmm. And people are talking about how the tech industry are some of the like people in my position who yeah. can work remotely, don't have to go outside. We have the ability to self-quarantine mm -hmm. and still get paychecks, not use PTO and be yeah. completely unaffected. We're going to be the ones who are going to set the standard for how this like country is going to change so, over the next couple of years. But then I feel bad for um, people that are in the healthcare industry, but more in the side of the corporate side. Yes. Um, because issues um, such as like revenue operations. Right. Um, because of our HIPAA standards, yep. they are not allowed to access that information from their home. So in order to do their there. job, they have to go into a brick and mortar building yep. with a, you know, a internet that's secure and everything yep. up to their standards. Yes. And that, I mean, where, where I used to work, that, that was the big issue was like, so the revenue operations team, mm -hmm. they can't work from home they have to come in yeah so even like when we would have days off they would still go in and do some work because they needed to file claims with medicare and medicaid log in yeah. to a system somewhere in a building yep that's going to change i hope so and it already has because we have more security around vpns and yeah. encryption but it's it's the value of work especially with that rona right now mm -hmm. like that rona is about to affect small businesses brick mm -hmm. and mortar businesses it's going to affect everybody. It's going to be a, a catastrophe. It has the potential to be a catastrophe, but we're going to come out with so much knowledge around what is Hopefully. work. What? No, we're going to have to. We're going to have to because we're talking about millions of small companies and, and millions of small businesses that are going to not exist yeah. because people can't leave their house and go to the store and buy your handmade soap. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, uh, what's that? What's that website? Etsy? Etsy about to be popping. Yeah. If you didn't have an Etsy before and your small business was making goods and stuff, yeah. you're about to start to learn how to do online retail. Yeah. And that's another thing that they're talking about is like everybody's buying online. But yeah, it's just work is going to change because yeah. everything is about to be affected by that Rona. Yeah. It's wild. Eh, so 
<laughs> to round this episode off, yay! Let's just talk about really quick. <laughs> what are some things from our childhood that <laughs> or, um, that we miss or yes. that um, we remember like we couldn't live without? Yeah. Am I starting? Yeah, you go ahead. So I, I was like, I initially listed my Sega Genesis. Okay. Because I was raised as in a Sega household. Absolutely. Which was, my brother was Nintendo. I was Sega. My dad was That's Sega, so, so I fun. was Sega. And I loved my Sega Genesis. And I played Sonic the Hedgehog an obscene amount of hours yeah. a day. But then I realized that it wasn't just the video games that I missed. It was actually the ability to go to the store. Mm-hmm. Toys R Us. <laughs> I loved Toys R Us. I loved Toys R Us. R.I.P. Right. And that's like that's something that I miss. You can't even take your kids to the to the big giant box yeah. warehouse store that's got aisles of Barbies mm-hmm. and aisles of Hot Wheels and all of these cool toys. Yeah. You can't even do that anymore. No. It's like all online. And so that that was my youth. Yeah. Being told that I couldn't buy like I couldn't get anything at the Toys R Us really sucked. Mm-hmm. I don't know why my mom ever brought me. Do you there. remember how <laughs> Toys R Us? Oh no. Was set up. It was set up so smart. So in order to exit the store, you had to go through the cash registers. Yes. And if you didn't, if like, if you went in and you couldn't find what you wanted to buy, you still had to, you had to like maneuver through the yeah. lines. Yeah. And I always thought that was so smart. Cause it's like, as a child, I felt the need, like I thought to me, like that meant like you had to buy something to leave the store. Right. Psycho- they psychologically trained all yeah. of the kids. If I leave the store, I can't leave empty handed. Yeah. And also actually weirdly enough. Okay. This might be crazy people thoughts, but I still have that thought sometimes when I go yeah, to stores yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I'm looking for a very specific oh, thing. I feel so weird. I always I feel, feel like, like they're going to think, think I'm stealing. stealing. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Maybe did Toys R Us fuck us up for life? Maybe. I don't know. Cause I always feel so weird. Like the other day I went into sprouts looking oh for or vitamin cottage looking for bean sprouts. Okay. And they didn't have them. And I oh, looked wait. in like a couple places. Hold on a second. That is the most millennial thing anybody's ever said. <laughs> I went to the vitamin cottage looking for bean sprouts. Well, <laughs> I thought like all grocery stores would have bean sprouts. I thought it was weird that our King Supers didn't have it. Mine does. I it might be that. sold out because of that Rona though. No, I asked I asked the guy in our produce. Oh. And he's like, no, we've never carried bean sprouts. Oh, weird. And I was like, that's strange. So you do have to go to the hippie stores. Yeah. Anyway. So then they didn't have it. Right. And so then like. I like walked around. I did like a loop around the store because I was like, is there anything that I want to buy? Right. And then I was like, no, oh. not really. And then I left and then I felt so weird because I'm like, they're going to think I stole something. Yeah. Because there's nothing. I didn't well, pay for anything. I I literally was just looking at everything. Then, I did a loop around the store looking at stuff left. and then I left. It seems. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, seems man. sketchy. Well, now I'm happy that Toys R Us isn't here. Right. Take that, Jeffrey. <laughs> How dare you? Um, <laughs> so my absolute favorite thing. Okay. My Game Boy Color. <sighs> See, Sega Genesis Game Boy Color. Absolutely. I had a purple one. Okay. Um, not the clear purple. It was like a solid, a solid like royal purple. First game. Right. Pokemon. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yellow edition. It was the okay. it was the one where you were just like Ash from the TV series where Pikachu was your main man. Okay. And like Pikachu would like he ne- he didn't like his Pokeball, so he would yeah. like have to follow behind you. Yeah, I loved the show. Um, yeah, I did love the show. So <laughs> it literally was just like the show where Pikachu was like just following you around everywhere. But then you could like once you got in the game, you could deposit him into like a Pokebox. Okay, and then like you just never touched him again. Not on my list when I came in. Tamagotchis. Yeah. What a treat. 100%. I loved my dog. Yeah. I had a dog and I kept him alive for so long. <laughs> I was so my proud of myself. Died. No, I kept my dog alive forever. <laughs> I think the, the I think the batteries died out and that's why the dog died. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. He was fed, he was groomed, he got love. <laughs> I was all up in class, like clicking the buttons in seventh grade. I re- lo- I funny. loved my Tamagotchi. Uh, so much fun. 
that's a so weird phase to think back that existed. Yeah. But I guess that's how it was with Pet Rocks in the pets. 70s. Yeah. True. Wild. Truly. I would take a Tamagotchi over a Pet Rock. At least it like interacted <laughs> with <stuff>. you. <laughs> <laughs> Which And that's wild, right? Like that that shows you how consumerism works in America. Capitalism, I do. Because they were able to literally put just a rock in a mm-hmm. box mm-hmm. and sell it to millions of people. As a pet. And people bought it. Because it was like. It was like a popular thing. It was wild, upsettingly popular. Like, and you could literally go out to your yard and give your kid like a rock from the garden. And they're like, no. But here's a gag. I promise you that it wasn't like uh, middle and low income people. Like, I promise you yeah. black people were not like, yeah, I'll get my. You can go right on out here to this yeah. river riverbed and go pick Absolutely. the shiniest rock you want. Absolutely. Name them Carl and bring them on in the house. I don't I, care what you do. Ooh, do you remember those shows? Um, on VH1, I love the 80s, oh I love the 90s. Oh my god, I love, I love those shows, yeah. I wish they did like a reboot of that and brought like, like more now. modern comedians and stuff yeah. on to like talk about the ridiculous like trends. Something simple, I mean, it was, so the one on the VH1 was a lot funnier, mm-hmm. but there are the decades documentaries on Netflix. Yeah. So it's like the 60s and then each episode I think is a year or yeah. something like that. Those are pretty good. Those okay. are those are more, but they're more informational and less like funny, whimsical. Yeah. But it, I like it, the comedian aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, I do of miss people that. people poking fun at it. We're giving you ideas, VH1. Although right. I don't have cable, so don't listen to me. I ain't giving you nothing. Right. <laughs> Millennial problems. <laughs> Millennial have, problems. I don't have cable. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we're killing. We're killing all the cable. And we're killing like, everything. Yeah. Anyway, wow, this really took a turn. Thanks for it. listening to Sip and Tea. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Literally, this is just a show where friends can get together, rant, complain, gossip, do whatever they want, share news and information. And exactly. We're just talking. Yeah. But from Colorado and not New York or Los Angeles. Exactly. So it's like a totally new perspective. Whatever. So make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. We will be there. And yeah, my name's Andy. You can follow me on Instagram at MVP Andy. And my name's Mita. You can follow me on Instagram at MyCoPlants, M-Y-C-O Plants. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And have a great rest of your day. Or evening. Or evening. Whatever you're doing. Morning. Enjoy washing those clothes. Activity. Stay safe. Wash your hands. What? 20 seconds. That's all I got. Do it. Goodbye.